we know that you struggle with, because uh, everybody does, is how to put the three together, the, the spiritual part of the relationship, the psychological, personal, emotional, and then the physical, and how to, how to negotiate that and, and, and bring, bring those into perspective so it doesn't get flip-flopped, because if it's flip-flopped, then it's hard to walk in the relationship. It's hard to get other things done, like really getting to know the other person. So we want to help you walk in a way that, that you're really glad for what's happening and you sense God's blessing on that relationship. I, I wrote something a, a couple months ago, and I'm, I'm putting it out again because we really believe, you guys, that there's a war that you can win. It's, it's worth winning. I deal with some older men, men in their 70s, if you can believe that, who are, who are struggling with issues of, of lust. And so uh, just want to put it out there. If you know somebody, or uh, just grab it and uh, take it with you. And, uh, or if you know somebody that's struggling and you want to hand it off to them, I would sure encourage you to look at that. This Saturday I'm talking about uh, three areas of dealing with the way you're feeling. The way we're feeling is often what brings us down. And if there's anger in your life for more than a, a day, it begins to turn to resentment. It clogs up the arteries. It makes it difficult for you to really receive from God. And so we're talking about anger and fear and perfectionism, three biggies. So I'd encourage you, if you can, to come. And then uh, in two weeks, we had to, we had to change it, bring it uh, back uh, one week. So it's coming up quick, but dare to dream. If you want to come to that seminar and you want to read the book to get a running start, it's free. Just grab it up here. Tonight we're talking about the Holy Spirit. I've got some books on the Holy Spirit. It's called The Father's Gift. Be glad for you to uh, take that. Don't take it because it's free. Take it because you'd like to read it. And it's, it is yours free. But if, if you really want to read it, it's yours. Okay, let me just see how we're doing here. One more thing. Harvest Project, we've had just an outstanding year. I've asked the young adults uh, what they really liked, and a variety of things came. But one of the things was just really, really good teaching, good classes, a variety of people in the Twin Cities, among the best in the Twin Cities. We are just pondering this, whether or not we should shift it in the fall and have next year in the evening rather than the morning, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, including communitas and that. If there are 10 people that come up to me and say, oh, my, that would really make a change for me. That would allow me to come, and I'd like to do that. That would influence us. If there are people, 10 people that came up and said, no, I serve in the evenings. That would take me out. Don't do that. That would be terrible. So I'm, I'm just waiting to hear back from you on that. So I think I covered what I wanted to cover. Oh, thank you. It was good. I agree. Okay, we got one morning, one evening so far. One vote for evening. So, okay. Pardon? Yeah, we. we yeah. Later on. Yeah. Okay. I want to pray for you.
Father, thank you that you come to us in such tender ways. Thank you for your tenderness. Thank you for your peace. Thank you that you lead us beside still waters. Thank you that you restore our soul. Pray that tonight you would bring restoration, bring revival, bring new life, bring many different things as we talk about things that are close to your heart, even God the Holy Spirit. We've already sung, come Holy Spirit. We say, Holy Spirit, you are more than welcome among us. We say, please move in this place. Show us your love, show us your power, and cause people to take a drink tonight. I pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I meet with a group of young pastors uh, for mentoring. I met with them this afternoon. As I was praying, usually I don't set the agenda. They set the agenda. And I felt like I was supposed to talk to them about the Holy Spirit. Not simply because I'm talking tonight about the Holy Spirit, but I prayed and I felt like that's what I was supposed to talk. And to talk to them about the gifts of the Spirit. Talk to them about tongues. Talk to them about prophecy. And before I got, that's right, before I got a chance to bring that up, one of them said, so Paul, what is this thing about tongues and prophecy, Holy Spirit? I said, okay, Lord, we're right on. So we uh, did some prophesying together. I, I said, here, just do this. And I looked at Jeff Gustafson, Gustafson, who's a pastor. And I said, I want you to do this now. I'm going to do it. The Father loves you, Jeff, and says to you, sometimes you felt like you were striking out but you're hitting a home run. You are really hitting a home run. He got tears. And I got, I started getting misty. I wasn't planning on doing that. I was just going to say, this is what I want you to do. And it just, just checked in. I bless you. I want you to turn to someone, turn to someone now next to you. And just, if you want to, you just encourage them. Just encourage them. The Father loves you. And says to you, just just see what you say to them. Turn to someone near next to you. Go ahead. The Father loves you and says to you. If you haven't switched yet, switch over to the other one. Thirty more seconds. 
Okay, I know that some of you didn't finish. Can you look up toward me here? One of the reasons for doing that is that when we can demystify the gifts of the Spirit, they're, they're more attainable. They're more within our grasp. When we started doing that, my children began to say, I can do this. When they went to a conference and saw two people prophesied over in remarkable ways, and you're stunned because it, it's so personal, and yet it seems to be right on, you say, I could never do that, right? You said that before? Well, we want to say, I could do that. Because the Bible says you can all prophesy. So we want to take it down to where we live. want to do the same things with the gift of tongues. So I asked these guys. I, I looked over at Russ. I said, Russ, do you speak in tongues? And he said, no. I said, do you want to? Well, I'm open to. So I talked about it this way. I said, the gifts of the Spirit are divine and human. Now remember this, because we're going to use it a little later when we pray for you. And anybody who wants to speak in tongues, I believe you'll speak in tongues tonight. It's divine and it's human. Just like the Bible. The Bible is a divine book, but it's also a human book. Luke reads differently than John because their personalities are involved. Jesus is divine and human. Totally divine. Totally human. Gifts are human and divine. If you have the gift of healing, you, you do the healing. You, you reach out your hand, and then God comes through. But you have a part to play. If you don't play a part, nothing is done. So you step into it. Prophecy, we prophesy according to our faith. So the more we do it, the better we get at it. We learn, we grow in faith as we do it more. So there's a human element. Tongues, it's the same way. It may seem like, well, that's out there. And you, you, no, you, can, you start speaking. And the Holy Spirit will turn it into a language. So that's what happened today. Happened up in Canada. People who hadn't spoken tongues ever before. Many of them spoke in tongues. I love to talk about this, and I love to help you experience it. So... We're going to do that. Turn to Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 14. If you don't have Bibles, there are probably Bibles around. I'd like you to be able to at least see a Bible if possible. No, those are not Bibles. Well, the, the ones on the left are, honey. Those little ones there are Bibles. Okay. Acts 2 verse 14, then Peter stood up. Fifty days before that, Peter was not standing up. Peter was knocked down and almost knocked out. Had Jesus not prayed, he would have been knocked out. Jesus prayed for him. He revived him. He restored him. And that was probably his, no doubt, that was his worst day ever. And he's now in the middle of probably his best day ever. Bible says the righteous fall seven times and rise again. In this community, failure is not final. Courage is what counts. It's getting up. Some of you might have been knocked down lately, and you're feeling maybe like Peter, like I messed up. 
Peter is about to have his best day. He's going to have his best sermon preached. And he could have stayed down. Judas, Judas got knocked out. Peter came back because Jesus is the God of the second chance and the 22nd chance. I'm just going to stop here. Anybody who's gotten knocked down lately and you're struggling with that and you really need to get back up, but it's, it's not easy. This is a safe place. No shame here. So raise your hand if that's an issue for you and you need to, you need to get back up. Put your hands up. If you have somebody that's putting their hand up, look around. If somebody's putting their hand up, put your hand on them. Turn, look around. Put your hand up. We want, we want recovery. We're not about beating people down. We're, we're about pulling them up. We're about helping them to recover. Now, you have a part to play in this. Peter, P- Peter had a part to play in his recovery. Jesus had a much bigger part. I pray for these, Lord, who've been knocked down. We thank you that Peter got restored. And we believe for their restoration. We believe for revival in their life. We pray for a lifting of any shame as a result of their failure, as someone else's failure. We pray a lifting. We pray the blood of Jesus to cleanse from all sin. Cleanse and restore and make whole. Give encouragement, give life. We pray against the enemy. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No is not much. No is zero. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So please, Holy Spirit, pour it on. Give encouragement in Jesus' name. Amen. We're for you. We're for you. We're for your victory. Let's give a hand. (laughs) Then Peter stood up with the eleven. Peter didn't know about standing up with anybody. Peter was a one-man act. Peter didn't stand up with people, but now he had the Holy Spirit within him, the spirit of unity. The Bible calls us to the unity of the spirit, maintaining it in the bond of peace. When you're in unity with other people, you stand up with others. Here is Peter standing with the eleven. Way to go, Peter. Raised his voice. Why did he raise his voice? How many were there? Imagine imagine preaching to a lot of people. There were there were three thousand that came forward, so there probably were six thousand or maybe ten thousand. So Peter has to raise his voice. And when he's preaching, this is how he's talking. He's not whispering. He's shouting. I have a mic. He raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fifty days ago, he couldn't address a servant girl. He was on the run. Now he's going to address a crowd of skeptical people. He's going to tell them they crucified the Son of God. He's going to bring conviction through the Holy Spirit. And 3,000 have come forward. What happened? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit turned him from a coward to a man of courage. That's what the Holy Spirit does for people. The Holy Spirit comes and moves in our life and stirs us up. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. My, he's preaching. He's preaching with clarity. 
These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only 9 in the morning. I think there you put the placard up. But I think this might have been funny. I don't know for sure. But I think, hey, come on, guys. It's 9 o'clock. Who do you think we are? We're going to get drunk. We're going to get drunk at night. So I think he kind of expected his fellow Jews to say, no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Okay, now we're going to go back, and I'm going to give you a big picture. So you don't have to look at your Bible now. You can look at me. Back at the beginning, Genesis 1, 26, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And it talks about them ruling. Two verses later, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, rule, have dominion. So we're made to rule. We're made to be like co-creators, as it were, like like we're on the earth and we're we're representing God on the earth. And it was wonderful. God taking walks in the garden with his favorite people. We don't know how long that lasted, but we know that tragedy set in a a great moral failure when the serpent convinced Adam and Eve to bite the fruit and they bought the lie and it devastated the race that followed so terribly that by chapter 6 of Genesis I think this may be one of the saddest verses in the Bible Genesis 6 6 listen the Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain Is there sorrow in heaven? Yeah. God was filled with pain that he had made humanity. What would it take for God to destroy what he had created and was so happy with? It would take gross immorality. Saved one man. What was his name? Noah. Noah had three sons. The first, Shem, from what we get, the Shemites or the Semites. His descendant, the best known descendant, Abram, called out. God gave him an incredible promise. What did he say to him? I will bless the world through you and through your offspring. Only problem, he didn't have a kid. And he was approaching, you know, he's getting up there. And his wife was no spring chicken. It was, it was getting more, more difficult every year. And the Bible says, it's one of the most important Old Testament scriptures, Genesis 15, 6. Abram believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. So how do we get righteous? By faith. I believe in God. That's the gospel preached in the Old Testament. The gospel came before the law. Abram, his grandson Jacob, goes down to Egypt to get food. And the number 70 over 400 years turns to 2 million. God rescues them from Egypt in a mighty work with signs and wonders. And now they're in the wilderness, and God meets with them and said, let's make a deal. You obey me. I'll give you the laws, and I'll bless you. 
I'll bless you as a, as a special nation in the earth. They said, we'll do it. They did fine for a few minutes. I don't know how long it took. But they broke covenant with God. And that's the history of Israel. Down through their history. Believing the lie that God's good but not that good. That God's great and not that great. And that there's more fun with Canaanite deities than with the living God. Finally, God got so angry with them that those who had possessed the land that he had promised to Abraham He threw them out. He said, I don't even want you in the land. He tossed them out. During that time, there were were several prophets who were speaking powerful words about the future. One from Jeremiah chapter 31. This is what Jeremiah said in the face of catastrophe, in in the face of exile where many were losing their faith saying God would never do this, and then God did. And, well, what? how can we trust him, him anymore? The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new contract, a new agreement, a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. What kind of covenant do you call that? Between two people, both sides have a part to play. It's called a bilateral covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds. Oh, my. Instead of on stone, he's going to put it in their minds. And write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people no longer. Will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their sins and remember their sins no more. Powerful word. And they wondered, well, when will that be? How will how will that come about? How will how will God do that? That sounds pretty amazing. Over in Ezekiel 36, we read these words. I challenge you sometime to read Ezekiel 36 and tell me how many I wills you come up with. I'll give you a clue. There are more than 20. Reading verse 24. For I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and cause you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You will live in the land I gave your forefathers. You will be my people and I will be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and make it plentiful and will not bring famine upon you. I will increase and on and on. Under the new covenant, God's I will matches our I can't. And if you say I can't, that's okay. Because I've got good news. 
God says, I will. He will not only do it, but he will give you the right motivation. For it is God who is at work within you, both to will and to work. So this is another unilateral covenant. Back to Abraham's covenant. He said, I'm going to do it all. That's why Jesus said, it is finished. The Holy Spirit comes to take the cross and personalize it in our life. And then Peter, he goes to another prophet. He says, no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he's going to quote this. Peter didn't do a real good job of quoting scripture until this time. But now with the spirit of God within him, the spirit that says that he can remind us of the things of God and bring to our remembrance all that Jesus has taught us. Here he is quoting this. In the last days, God says. Now, if you look back in Joel, it doesn't say God says. Peter is so strong as he's preaching. He quotes this and he says, in the last days, God says he knows what he's saying and he knows the, the word of God. And so he says, God says, people are saying, who says, Peter? You says? No, God says in the last days. And what's he going to do? I will. There's an I will again. Be encouraged by the I wills tonight because that tells what God is willing to do on your behalf for you and in you. I will pour out my spirit. Say pour out. We'd heard earlier in the upper in, in the room that they were praying fire and wind. What kind of wind was it? What is it? Look at look in the scripture. See what kind of a wind it was. What, how does it describe it? Violent wind. What does a violent wind sound like? We we used to sing a song. There's a sweet sweet spirit in this place. Anybody ever heard hear that song? It's just a lovely song about the sweet spirit. They never would sing that. They didn't know about a sweet spirit. They knew about a powerful spirit that came upon people like Samson and Moses and even Saul and David. And when the spirit came upon him, came upon him in the power. And then they did mighty things. Don't mess with them when the spirit of God comes upon him. Goliath, don't mess with David because he's got the spirit of God within him. And it said when the spirit came upon David, it came upon him in power. And so here's this teenager that takes on Goliath and he it takes his head off. So so when you were thinking violent wind, what does that sound like? It's it's really it's so loud that that is what draws the crowd, I believe, more than the tongues. It doesn't say specifically that it was tongues. It said they heard them. I think they heard the violent wind. Imagine a violent wind coming into a room like you're having a tornado inside the house. God is getting attention of some people. 
Then there's fire. And now water being poured out. Let me ask you. Anybody need a drink tonight? Anybody dry and dusty? Anybody thirsty? I'll tell you, some of those people who were there were really dry. From Pharisaical leaders who gave them a brand of Judaism that was repulsive. They were dry. When he talked about pouring out the spirit, about water, I think that was convincing to him. Some of you may be just real passive, and you need God to light a fire inside your bosom. Wouldn't that be something if tonight God a little lit a fire in your heart by the Holy Spirit? We need wind. Karen and I were praying before this started in 2005. We met at North Heights with two other people. She saw fires around the city. We're praying for that now. In fact, we're having a guest come on May 7th. I'd like you to come early to, to hear him because we're going to talk about planting Bible studies or planting churches around the city, starting fires. Anybody want to start a fire at, at, one of the, at one of the universities here in the cities? I really was blessed by the prayer time tonight because we were crying out to God. This is college town. You go down Snelling, and, and you've got about eight campuses on either side of you by the time you get to the other end. It's incredible. What if God, what if God chose to light fires on college campuses, and we were able to be a part of that? What if God blew on that? See, we weren't sure what was going to happen, but we knew it had been prophesied, been prophesied by Alan Dorothy in this basement over here on a night that it, it, uh, the lights went out and we had leaders from around the city coming and they prophesied this place would be full of young people. How'd they know that? They didn't. They just prophesied it. They knew it by faith. And we needed the wind of the Spirit. Otherwise, it's work. It's just plain work. I don't work for God. I hope you don't either. I'm a co-laborer. He does his part. I do my part. Except the Lord build the house. Those who build it labor in vain. We do it together. Except the Lord guard the city. The watchman stays awake in vain. We do it together. He calls me. He he dares to call me a co-worker, co-labor with him. I'm blessed by that. And so we were wondering, is God going to blow on this? We just started in faith and caught the wind. We caught the wind. We're just moving along. I'm praying that on March, on May 7th, we'll catch the wind that God, by his grace, may be blowing and to blow some of us into other places in the cities. And he'll blow in, in some house group. He'll start, start a church next to Augsburg, next to St. Thomas, and we'll catch the wind. We don't make it happen. We just put our sails up and say, God, are you, are you in this? And see if he's in it. Peter was working hard as a fisherman. Wasn't working for him. Jesus said, by the other side. That was a good move. He found out the fishing could really be fun. Oh, this is fun. What's he doing now? The wind is blowing on Peter. And he's preaching up a storm. He calls him in. And there's a lot of fish in the boat. When it gets done, it says in 2 Peter 1, 21, holy men of God uh, spoke as they were moved along by the Holy Spirit. I want to be moved along by the Holy Spirit. 
I want the Spirit to be moving me to do whatever I'm doing. So it's not that I'm just working and laboring. I work hard. I'm doing the best I can. I'm serving the Lord. I'm going to work hard. No, it's not that. Just find out where God's blowing. God, show us where you're blowing. Yeah. I think you forgot that first part of the story. Before we got that prophecy, and it was, they were, we were standing, well, no, we were right here, weren't we? Uh, yes, yes, Ben was there. There, there was, it was a huge uh, tornado, windstorm around here, trees fact, all over, all over were <laughs> down. And uh, none were down in our yard, so we were thankful for that. All the lights turned off, and Becca was here. Becca cooked. Um, <laughs> so where is Becca? And uh, the lights were off, so we had to use our little cell phones. And But it, it was uh, a couple years before that, I believe. We had started a little bit at that point, and we were just having our family devotions up in the living room by the piano. Paul was playing the piano and and we were singing and you know the holy spirit loves to give us pictures and gives us a little heads up yeah. is that right i mean yeah. he knows when to speak to our hearts because he knows that we might need a little heads up and so he gave me a little picture that night and i just spoke it out without even thinking i just said someday this living room will be filled with young people, filled with young people. <laughs> and, and I've shared that before here. And uh, I, I was just, you know, quiet about it then, and we kept singing, and it was several weeks later that Paul, that. <laughs> Paul just said, hey, how about that, you know, word that you had? Let's think about doing that. And I said, oh, I think that's for way down the line. <laughs> and, and uh, no, we prayed, and that's when uh, Gabriel had started. He had come back. Our son Gabriel had come back from Iraq. And uh, if you know, want to know which one he is, he's playing golf on that picture, and he's the second one there. That's Gabriel. <laughs> and he's now married and has two children. But he had a little Bible study, and we said, what about that Bible study coming over. And uh, there there was a girl's Bible study, too. And we said, well, you know, maybe you want to bring that group over, too. They met together once a month or so. And then it was every other week. And then uh, just, you know, grew like this, word of mouth. So that's the other part, all the part of the... In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Oh, my. We just we just dismantled the temple system because now people are temples. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Well, he just went across gender lines. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Gender, no different than not gender, but uh, generational. Even on my servants, both men and women. Gender lines, social lines, breaking through. Don't need a beard to prophesy anymore. <laughs> and they will prophesy. But it helps. <laughs> but it helps. Yeah. Okay. You're right. 
And then so, there are now signs and wonders of a different kind. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and terrible and glorious day. It started out the last days and now it's finishing up the last day. And in between these two mountain peaks, between Pentecost and and the return, the parousia, the coming, the advent, between these two events, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so the gifts of the Spirit are most in operation in the Bible where people are on mission. You find it in the book of Acts most. They're on a mission. You shall receive power. You see the gifts of the Spirit. In the epistles, you see mostly the fruit of the Spirit being discussed. Thank you, honey. You're right. Naomi is my cheerleader tonight. So we fly with both wings. We need the fruit of the Spirit, the motivation for ministry, and we need the gifts of the Spirit. So tonight we're praying for both. We're praying for the fruit of the Spirit to be worked in your life the character of Christ, the supernatural character of Jesus Christ to be formed in us. That's God's highest goal for you, that you may be conformed to the image of his son. God loves Jesus so much that he wants you and me to look like Jesus. And that's possible through the indwelling Holy Spirit. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being changed one degree to glory, one degree to another. And this comes by the Lord who is the Spirit. He's doing it in you, even tonight, conforming you to more, more to Jesus. But if you're on a mission, what happened when the Holy Spirit hit them in the upper room? What did they do? They spoke in tongues. They left the upper room. If the Holy Spirit falls on us, what's our tendency to do? Hey, let's stick around. Let's, let's feel this. This feels great. And we want to we experience more of the Holy Spirit. They, the Holy Spirit drives us to mission. And for that, we need the gifts of the Spirit, all of them. And so that's what we're going to pray for tonight. We're going to pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to empower us for mission. What would it take? How many people would it take to really believe God to move in, in powerfully manifest ways in the schools in the Twin Cities, at St. Thomas, at Augsburg? At Hamlin, McAllister, Concordia, the U, yeah, the Job Corps. What, what would it take? How many people agreeing in prayer, crying out to God, and having God blow on our prayers, and God's convinced, we really mean business with you. We really want this to happen. And then he begins to shower us with the gifts. I believe that the reason we haven't seen more breakthroughs in the gifts is that we haven't been on mission like the Lord wants us to be on mission. And that as we, yeah, as That'd be wonderful. The state of Minnesota. Yeah. So we want to pray for you tonight for that to happen. Yes. Pardon? So Paul mentioned Oxford College. Um, Something happened to me when I was going to Oxford. Uh, Some of you know I grew up in Japan. And... I grew up with a father who was a Lutheran pastor. So how many know what you would be taught then in the Lutheran church about the Holy Spirit? Yeah. 
Well, and some of you, the rest of you maybe, have grown up in, in either a school or a church or group that speaks about the Holy Spirit. We received the Holy Spirit when we've been baptized. Thank you, Lord. Yes, and that gave me great security. And I, I did grow up in a, a wonderful uh, Christian home with wonderful Christian parents. But when I was in college, I did say, Lord, I want to know for sure on my own. I'm going to do some research in the Word. And also, I wanted to read maybe what someone else has written about the Holy Spirit. And that's a good thing to do. Read the Word, get in the Word, and listen to great preachers like Paul, like you heard tonight. And then hear some testimonies and say yes to the Lord. So when I was back in college, I, I sat in my dorm room at Augsburg and read this little booklet that spoke about the Holy Spirit. And I thought to myself, the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues well. All right, I know that my mother had received that, my brother who had been at St. Olaf College, I'd been to a meeting, and I heard all that speaking in tongues, and I said, I already have two languages. Thank you. <laughs> I spoke Japanese, and I was, you know, I, I, pretty good. Thank you. Now, what kind of attitude is that? Uh, how many people like presents? And, and doesn't this remind you of Christmas? What a wonderful time when we still have snow to be reminded of God's grace to us. Come on. I love it. I really do. I, I, I'm just a real visual person. I majored in art, and I love the colors and, as you can see, flags, and that the Lord is so tangible, and he gives us what? Something in our mouths that we can actually speak another language. Besides English, besides all the gifts, besides all the gifts. So I waited a little bit, though. You know, I'm smart. I'm thinking here. That's what a lot of us do, right? We got to know everything. Wait, 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 wait. Got to know all the answers and the whys and let's look it all up and just balance here. But when I went back to California... I was at a at a retreat, and a family retreat, and it just happened so naturally where I had said, finally, okay, Lord, I do need more strength and power in the Holy Spirit. Give me, yes, all your gifts. I want the gift of discernment, the gift of wisdom, all the gifts that you want to give me. And, okay, the Holy Spirit, too. And so I, I heard the, the uh, congregation that was up there at the family retreat singing a Lutheran hymn to begin with. Beautiful Savior. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Beautiful song. And as they sang that, the, the verse, the finished the first verse there, they just started singing in the spirit. And my heart, the Lord knew my heart, and he knows yours. That wooed me that I thought oh that is beautiful I grew up in a musical family so we harmonized and sang together and so that night 
I open my mouth, as Paul's been saying. It's, it's you use your mind to think, yes, okay, I will open my mouth and I will say something. I have a four-month, we have a four-month-old baby girl. Now, we have Judah and Eden and we have Avin and Mari, and they all can speak now. But the four-month-old, what did I say? <laughs> Grandchildren. <laughs> and the four-month-old baby, Nora, she is trying so hard to speak. And do I love it? Do we love it? We love, don't we, Naomi, when we see her just, she smiles. And and what do you think the Lord thinks when we try to speak in tongues, when we try to sing? He loves it. That's a gift that he's given to us. So go for it tonight. <laughs> go for she it tonight. Did good, I did she? good, but that was the Lord. I'm not finished here. Oh. <laughs> I, I, what I wanted to do, I wanted to, and you, why don't you go to the keyboard right here? <laughs> we love to sing together. Um, whoever this belongs to could play it. Whoever wants to play it right now could play it. Just play in the spirit. I'm serious. Go, go for it. Um, so, but Paul gets the mic to sing. And this is what we're going to do. And Paul has some ideas too. And, and we're one. Right? But... To begin with, I wanted to also say the Lord is so delightful. He gives us surprises. Now, I love the world, and if it was up to me, I'd have a huge map up here um, because the Lord loves the world. And tonight, in comes the door, my relative, Jenna Ludio. That's my maiden name. That's my finished name. Jenna, can you just stand so that everyone can... And, the, and she has just come back from Guatemala working at an orphanage. And the reason I'm having you stand is she's been working hard at this orphanage, and she has mono. So I want those that are around Jenna to just lay hands on her, and let's pray for her for healing. And anybody else that has any anything that you need healing for yes raise your hand raise your hand so that people can touch your shoulder your arm your hand whatever everyone around you okay so thank you lord thank you lord for your healing tonight you are the lord that healeth them you are the lord their healer you sent your word and healed their disease you are the lord their healer thank you thank you holy spirit by your power bring your healing
recognize you are saints, the Lord would say, lift up your voices. Lift up your voices. Come on. Give him your praise. Sing a new song. and you can just sing whatever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I can't hear you. Alleluia, alleluia. My grandchildren and I, we sing in the car like this. I sing with Naomi in the car. No one's going to think you're funny next door. Jesus, you can keep singing. If you can keep singing, you can keep playing if you want to. Brianna, uh, we had uh, dinner together tonight, didn't we? I sat right next to her. And after dinner, something special happened to her. Yes. yes. This is your first time here, too. This is my first time here, yes. My lovely friend Summer invited me, and that's my best friend, Michaela. And um, this is my first time here, like she said. And um, I've just been feeling throughout this past month like I really want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and God had been um, just just putting it on my heart that I needed to speak in tongues and so tonight I come here and oh I missed a part um like one thing that was holding me back was that I wouldn't be able to be forgiven for what I've done in the past and um, that I wouldn't be able to forgive myself and so I, I come here and I meet these awesome people and, um, they, they pray over me and they just disciple me pretty much through, throughout the process. And, um, we went into a room and I confessed and I, we prayed and, um, 
I started speaking in tongues. And <laughs> and then um, I have been speaking in tongues throughout the night, which is really cool. <laughs> so um, I I just want to say thank you guys. This is such an awesome experience. And, um, yeah, great, great night. Great God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Give her a hand. Give the Lord a hand. Yeah, cool. Thank you for sharing. That that can be one of many testimonies tonight. And we are we are believing for that. Why? Because God wants to do it. God loves wherever we are. We want more of the Spirit. I love your testimony, Karen. I love yours too. Okay, so when he started preaching, God was putting on my heart that somebody has an aunt in here named Jen that is struggling with cancer, (laughs) and she needs healing, and God wants her to be healed. So does anybody in this room or know somebody with an aunt named Jen or Jennifer? Jen? Okay. She's struggling with cancer? God wants her to be healed. So can you come up here and can we have a couple people put, lay hands on him and pray for his aunt, Jen? It doesn't take long after you get filled with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) All right. Lord, we just come before you, Lord, and we just pray that, that, what's your name? Stephen. Stephen's aunt, Jen, Jennifer, Jen. Um, Lord God, just I just pray that she is healed in Jesus' name. God, you are the miracle doer, Lord. And I just pray that this cancer is removed and that gap is filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord, that she is filled with you, God, filled with your presence, that she feels you, Lord. God, I just pray that it's gone. Cancer be gone in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and just show your presence, God. Do miracles, Lord. God. You are so good, so worthy to be praised, Lord. This cancer is gone in the name of Jesus. If we pray expectantly, God, it is done because you want her to be healed. It is your will. It is your will that she is healed, Lord. God, we praise you, Lord, and we just thank you because you are so worthy, so worthy to be praised, God. In Jesus' name, yeah, amen. Stephen, I think you should go pray for her. Let's turn the lights out in the back there. And here's what we want to do. Just put yourself in a position of receiving. Sometimes it helps when we just have our hands to open to receive. And we're simply going to ask. Jesus said, if, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more does the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to ask, Father, send us the Holy Spirit. 
move among us. For those who need fire, ask for the fire to take you from a place of passivity to a place of, of being thrust into the mission. Oh, I pray that people will be called into the mission in the weeks before us here at Communitas. For those who are looking for the wind and, and seeing which way the wind is blowing, oh, we want the wind to blow among us and take us to the least, to the lost, to the broken. For those who need a drink tonight, ask for the Spirit to be poured out into your thirsty heart. Doesn't that sound wonderful? God says, I will. Tonight he's saying to you, I will. I will. We're going to have just start with prayer in here, and then I'm going to take those who want to be released in the gifts. We'll just take you up to the living room. We'll have a newbie meeting right after that. I want to, I want to have some time to connect with you no matter how many there are, there may be 10, there may be 30, it doesn't make any difference, but we want to connect. So some of you will come with me to help pray for people. Holy Spirit, we're really grateful. We're grateful that you choose to fill bodies. Come and fill us up tonight. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Your job is just to receive. Your little child, just receive. You don't have to make anything happen. Just receiving. Come among us, Lord. Come among us, Lord. Come among us. Come among us. Come among us. Show us your love. Show us your love. Show us your care. Show us how tender you are. Show us how strong you are. Show us your goodness, O Lord. Show us your goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Move in power in our midst. Move in power. Nothing to be afraid of tonight. Nothing to be afraid of. Just to be on the receiving end of God's goodness and God's grace. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to be afraid about. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Do your work. I pray that you do healing work in hearts, O God. Bring healing where people have believed lies. We pray that you'd speak truth into their hearts tonight. Bring truth into their hearts. Just start singing with me now. Sing your prayer. Sing your prayer. Sing your prayer. Sing. We sing to you, Lord Jesus. We sing to you. You're so kind. You're so good. Touch our hearts. Jesus is just touching people. He's just touching your heart. So kind, he's so gentle, he's so good, he's so gentle to you tonight. Not here to rough you up, not here to judge you, here to release you, here to forgive you. In a moment, we're just from singing in English, we're just going to switch over. And remember what I said you do this by faith. You just, you just begin to do it, just like uh, Brianna just got prayer, and she just stepped in. And so I'm just going to invite you in a moment just to keep singing, but leave the English behind. And it doesn't matter what you sing. It doesn't matter. Because God will take that and turn it into a language of praise by which you will be built up and God will be honored. It's in the book. I don't want anything that's not in the book. It's in the book. 
Bible says he that speaks in a tongue builds himself up. I don't know anybody overdosing on encouragement. We want encouragement. We, we ask you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, out of your tender mercy and your love. Show your love to us now. Pour out, pour out, pour out the Holy Spirit on thirsty ground, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us soft hearts toward you. Soft hearts toward you. Soft hearts toward you. Now, if you want the gift of tongues, just ask for it. It's my theology that if you ask for it, that's just what you get. Just ask him, Lord, give me the give me the ability to speak in a language I've never learned before. If you ask, it is yours. How much more does the Father give good gifts to those who ask? Give us your gifts, God. Give us your gifts. Release prophecy here, O God. Release prophecy. Release healing, O God. Release healing in our midst, O God. Release healing, God. Release healing. Release breakthrough healing. We're on a mission for you, O God. We don't want to turn back. We want to see people brought to faith in Jesus Christ. We want to see the mission flow through this city, O God. Campuses that have been torn asunder, revived by the Spirit of the living God. We want to see it happen, Lord. Give us the power that we need to make it happen. Now we're just moving into in a, in, in a, a, a song of praise. I bless you with what you've asked for. In Jesus' name. Just begin now to speak in a language you've never learned. You can do it. You ask for it. It's yours. Just open your mouth. Open your mouth. Don't be afraid. Open your mouth. It doesn't matter what you sing or what you say. The Holy Spirit takes it and translates it in, into a language. Keep it. Keep the song going. It's wonderful. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Keep the song going. Keep the song going. Oh God, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you. Just we rejoice in you, oh God. We rejoice in you. We sing a song of thanksgiving to you, O oh Lord. We sing a song of thanksgiving. A song of thanksgiving. Let's stand. Put your hand on the person next to you. It's called laying on of hands. A laying on of hands. Release gifts, O oh Lord. Release gifts in our midst. Oh God, let your gifts be released, O oh Lord, in this place. We are on a mission, God. We are on a mission. We're not here to take up space on the planet. We're here to extend the kingdom of God. We're under the lordship of the King, King Jesus. We want to make our mark. We want to make a difference in this place, in our home, in our neighborhood, in our city, in our community, in our state, in our country. God, give us the power that we need to make a difference, to make a difference, O oh Lord. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. 
If you haven't done it yet and want to, I, I just encourage you just to give it a try, just to begin, just to give it a try. It'll be there. That's what I said to this pastor. And he just said, okay, I'm going for it. If there's a desire in your heart for a specific gift, that may indicate the desire of heaven for you. The Bible says that we ask. We have not because we ask not. Ask and believe. Ask and believe. He's far more generous than we ever thought he was. He's far more willing. He's far more loving. He's far more giving. We ask of you, God. We ask of you. We ask, thank you for coming in our midst. Thank you for pouring out your spirit. Thank you for giving us your gifts, O Lord. Thank you for equipping us, Lord. Not for our own pleasure. It's not for our own pleasure. It's for them, God. It's for others. It's not for ourselves, Lord. You understand, don't you? You understand. It's not about you. It's about them. So you're being equipped by the Holy Spirit. That's right. So that That's right. you can pray for others. That's so right. So that you can hear That's the right. Holy Spirit about speak them. to you and you can speak to others in boldness. The Holy Spirit is equipping you. That's right. Thank you, Father. You're equipping us. That's right. And we know, Father, that you even say to us that we can ask for interpretation for what we are singing, what we are saying in the Spirit. And he tells us, he'll tell you. Now that is very cool, as someone said. It's wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We know that we're praising you. We know that sometimes we are just crying out with groans that are too deep, as the scripture says. That's what the Spirit does. He yes. cries yes. out from within us yes. because He lives in our hearts. It's yes. incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So some of us are going to go up into the living room now. It's upstairs, one floor up, all the way back. In the living room, we want to pray some more. We want to pray with you for the release of the gifts of the Spirit. You'd rather stay here and pray with one another. I'm just going to invite you to turn toward the person near you. You've been touching somebody. Pray for them. Ask them what they want. Ask them what they're desiring tonight. You can pray for them there, or you can come upstairs, and then we'll have a newbie meeting in about five minutes. You can come up to the family room. So this becomes a prayer meeting now. We'll have fellowship. There's food on the table upstairs. You're welcome to stay as long as you want. Make sure you get some food before you leave. But I'll go up to the living room now. I'd like to pray with people. Maybe it's, it's not quite coming and you just want somebody to, to uh, pray personally with you. Love to do it with you. Come on upstairs. <laughs>